how to find serenity and health in your life with Donna Chaco, the author of Pilgrimage, A Doctor's Healing Journey, on episode number 214 of the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. It, it just made me realize I couldn't fix this. And I just, I really didn't want to get a divorce. I consider that. I went to the lawyer. It, it, was, it was just a period of great crisis and quandary for me. Hello, this is Dr. Paul Anderson, author of Cancer, The Journey from Diagnosis to Empowerment. And you're being empowered by listening to the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller, helping you achieve peace of mind. Welcome to the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller, the show dedicated to helping you crush adversity and succeed in life. Brad believes you deserve a life that is fulfilling and impactful. And this show is designed to help you navigate beyond adversity and achieve your life of peace, prosperity, and purpose. Now, here's Dr. Brad. Hello, good people, and welcome to the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. A pleasure and a privilege to have you join me today on this the podcast where we help you to grow through what you go through, navigating adverse life events to achieve your life of peace, prosperity, and purpose. This episode is brought to you by the 40-Day Way, the coaching program that we have that you can find at drbradmiller.com slash 40-Day Way. The 40-Day Way helps you to achieve your promise life plan, your written plan to help you to overcome adversity in your life in just 40 days. Head on over to drbradmiller.com slash 40dayway. It's also at drbradmiller.com where you can find well over 200 episodes of this podcast designed to help you to deal with depression, divorce, disease, debt, and death. In this episode of the Beyond Adversity podcast, we talk to a medical doctor. Her name is Donna Chalco. She is a medical doctor with many, many years of experience in the medical field. But even, even though that was the case, she found herself in a state in life where she was in a difficult marriage. She had depression, despair, which led to poor health in her life. In our conversation today, you're going to feel the depths of her despair and the situation she found herself in. And you're going to learn what she did to address this issue. You're going to learn how prayer and listening and mindfulness and, and practices regarding her faith help reduce stress and improve her physical health and led her eventually to write her a book about her experiences, about this intersection of your mind and your spirit and your physical health. It's called Pilgrimage, a doctor's healing journey. And it's about her life and her experiences involving uh, faith and health and her story. And she's passionate about telling her story. You're going to hear it here today on the Beyond Adversity podcast. Great to have her with us. A medical doctor going to speak to the situation in your life that maybe you're experiencing where your physical health has been impacted by your emotional and mental state. Our guest today, Donna Chalco, the author of Pilgrimage, A Doctor's Healing Journey. You can find her at 
serenityandhealth.com. Let's get into this conversation with Donna Chaco, with Dr. Donna Chaco, right now. Dr. Brad Miller here on Beyond Adversity. This is the podcast where we are all about helping you, you the good folks of our listening audience who find yourself in some adverse life condition. And we look to help you to grow through what you go through. And we love to talk to folks who have done that themselves, who have encountered some adverse life event, found their way through it, and then have something to teach to you. Today, we have a special guest with us, Donna Chaco. She is the author of Pilgrimage, A Doctor's Healing Journey. Her website is serenityandhealth.com. She is a medical doctor who has gone through a series of challenges in her life and her personal life and other things that she walk. She's in her walk in life, but now and now she is all about promoting health of body, mind, and spirit. And and has founded the ministry Serenity and Health, and she's all about helping you find abundant health. Donna, welcome to Beyond Adversity. Thank you, Brad. Very, very happy to be with you today. Awesome to have you with us, Donna. You have quite the story to tell. You are a medical doctor. You've been, which means that you have a calling in your life to help people make their lives better and their physical health at least. But I know in your life, according to your story and your book and what you have to share, things have not always gone smoothly for you in your own right. And that's impacted how you serve others. Let's hear just a little bit about the story of some of the adversities that you have faced, and then we'll talk a little bit about what you did to move out of that to help others. Let's hear a bit of your story. Okay. Um, You know, it's interesting. My adversity wasn't so visible on the outside. I think it appeared probably to outsiders that I was a a successful doctor, the big, lovely home, the beautiful children. But my, my adversity, so to speak, was a very long and difficult marriage. And so it took me years to learn from that. But as I was going through it, I just became more and more desperate. I wasn't active in my faith at that time. I had let my childhood faith go because I was very, very busy, always too busy. That was my problem, I think. And in the relationship, of course, it was difficult for me, but my huge pain was worrying about the kids, our three daughters. I just couldn't seem to do anything to to change the trajectory of the marriage. It was very dysfunctional and was very dysfunctional in the home. And and this was not a short-lived problem, unfortunately. This went on. And it eventually took me to my knees. It took me back to God. It just made me realize I couldn't fix this. And I just, I really didn't want to get a divorce. I consider that I went to the lawyer. It, it was it was just a period of great crisis and quandary for me. And the action, you know, I, I finally just got to the point where the the pain was unbearable for me and the worry about the kids. And I I had no solution. And I reached the point where I just turned to God in desperation and said, "Okay, I give. You know, I, I surrender. I'm going to come back to you, and and when I have to let you be in charge, and especially." The hard part was let him be in charge of the girls because I felt like I had heard God tell me I was supposed to stay married. (laughs) So if I stayed married, then we would still be in the home. And so the big, you know, quandary for me was what about the girls? How would they how would they be if the relationship continued and I stayed married? 
I, I, that was my decision and that's what I did. So you had this dilemma then between staying in the marriage, getting out of the marriage and the whatever toxic nature, whatever was going on in the marriage, you were concerned about how that was impacting your children. So this is a real dilemma on several different levels, wasn't it? It was only in your life and you and you with you, you and your husband and you and your children and your children and your husband. And I am sure it had some impact in your professional life. So you were in turmoil, were you not? That's about it. <laughs> yes. And so that impacts everything. So yes. you said that you went to your knees. Tell me about that seminal moment, that defining moment. There had to be a defining moment there, Donna, where it was just kind of like, okay, this is the breaking point. Something's got to give here. What was some of the circumstances surrounding, as you say, well, going to your that, knees? Yeah. My my dilemma became more acute when I started to realize that God, when I started to realize I thought he really did want me to stay married, that I didn't have an escape here. Right. And so there were several things that happened, not not acutely, but over, I don't know, many months, actually, three specific things where my husband did something positive way out of line with how he might otherwise have done like for example, go with me to a second Travai marriage retreat. That's like a very, very stepped up version of marriage encounter for marriages that are on the rock. For him so, to go. Was pretty intense, huge, pretty intense marriage therapy. Pretty week. intense. And yeah. Now, we didn't get much out of it, but he agreed to go. Okay. And then another thing happened. We had had an ongoing crisis for at least a year because two of our three girls were not baptized and I was bringing them back into the church and he didn't want them to be baptized in the church. He wanted them to be baptized at home. And this just became an insoluble crisis because I'm Catholic and the priest said the the baptism has to happen in the church. And, you know, I'm, I'm wailing, what do you want me to do? (laughs) You know? Mm -hmm. And then he agreed just out of the blue. And there was another thing similar to that. And I just felt like, Oh my gosh, that's, that means something. Those are three things that I wish I could ignore that I can in any way. It was, it became clear to me somehow that that was God's message to me that I was trying to ignore, but that I was supposed to stay married. So I, I made that decision and trusted him with my girls. And I, I, when I wrote the book and I mean, this, I was very aware of this at the time, but when I wrote the book, I, I realized, oh my, somewhere in the process there, I realized, oh my gosh, that's like Abraham. That's, that's how it felt like okay. Abraham. Like I was putting my girls like here on the altar. I hope. Oh, okay. Abraham happens. and the Abraham and Isaac story. Okay. Abraham and Isaac. All right. Abraham and Isaac. Yeah. Okay. That's wow. how it felt. I mean, it was, that's, that's that, pretty, really, it was really, that's pretty intense. It is pretty intense. It was pretty intense. Were your girls old enough to be teenagers? So they were aware and they were. They were aware. And some form or another involved with this conversation. Is that correct? With the, with the, yes. Around the baptism and around all this intensity and the the family, they were somehow involved with it as well. So. They could, they could not be shielded from that. No, of course they were going along with joining the church 
it wasn't something they grew up with. So they were going along with it. And I, I won't say with a great deal of enthusiasm, but, mm-hmm. okay. but once we, once I made that decision and just put the divorce out of my mind in our home, things got calmer. The relationship improved somewhat, but there were, we, we unfortunately, we had several major health crises and the worst health crisis was that my husband was diagnosed with a pre-leukemia that turned into leukemia. And within a few years after this, he died. Oh, my goodness. So okay. it was like, what does that mean, dear God? Yeah. <laughs> you know? It was confusing and challenging. And So now you have to yes. come to terms not only with, you know, your dilemma about your marriage, but you've got the health crisis, which led to death. And I have to believe there was emotional turmoil and perhaps, you know, guilt or some other emotions that were embroiled here. Is there, is there anything to that? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. The, 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 the guilt and the huge confusion kind of came after he died. When he was sick, I will say that fit into my need to to stay busy and do so. I had a a defined purpose to take care of him and try and hold the family together. You know, it was very kind of task oriented, kind of professional. And you you turned on your professional, you know, mode of your your, wifely mode to just be with him too. And he, he became an easier man during the illness. And there was some healing in our family during the illness. And, and it's just so strange how that is those six weeks at home when he was in hospice, it was summer and all my girls were home Mm. and there was some healing in. Sound like in a way that was a time of blessing and healing in a way, kind of. And that amazing how that sometimes works out that way. So now you're in a better place now, Donna, that's evident. And you've written this book and you've done other things here. So what will you say in your own heart of hearts, you know, you mentioned the turmoil in your marriage and health and all this other family dynamic stuff, you know, the, 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 the church related things that's involved here as well. You were feeling pressure from your priest and so on, at least, you know, the sense of I'm a, as a pastor myself, I'm aware about the dilemma a little bit about public and private baptism mm-hmm. and confirmation. So you had all that going on, but what was, what do you think are some of the decisions that you made in your heart of hearts that changed you to be able to have a much more sense of direction or discernment or peace about what you were about? What are some of the actions that you took? Well, the biggest one was to allow God back into my life and make that relationship a priority to give him some time in my life, which I never had time for myself or for God, for that matter, Mm -hmm. trying to be a full-time working mother with children and in a not so great relationship where there wasn't really a partnership. I made that a priority and I, I kind of started fresh again with trying to figure out my beliefs, making sure I now had an adult faith that I was choosing to believe in God, to believe in Jesus, to be a Christian. Did I want to return to the Catholic church or some other Christian church? And I, I felt really comfortable returning to the Catholic church eventually. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just returning to church, though. It was returning to community and participate participation yes. and having relationships. I had never for so long had yes. that sort of thing, the deep, intimate, special, holy relationships where you talk about your faith and your future. And your, oh my gosh, it was just like 
so, so supportive and wonderful. So you're part of a community then that was helpful to you in your transformation mm-hmm. as well. And mm-hmm. it sounded like you really yes. felt And then this... I, I started having a prayer practice. Okay. That's awesome. So that's part of what Which I want to get at, get at with you is you, you made some decisions to change in your own heart of hearts. You know, your heart softened towards your husband and or changed, you know, in terms of acceptance that you were going to stay, stay married. And you went through the process of health declining and death and dying process and dealing with your daughters and the church and all that. And you made this decision to turn to a life of faith to be helpful to you. So you saw how transformation really happened when you, you know, really made an intentional connection with something greater than yourself. Tell me how that uh, it becomes now a part of what you teach and what you're about to others. Is this a significant part of what you share with others about how they folks, if they want to have true peace and transformation and they have to connect with a higher power, something greater than themselves? Well, yes, the short answer is, you know, my emphasis has always been health because I'm a doctor. But what I learned through my own journey and through all that I studied after after my husband died and I retrained in primary care and I and then I worked in the inner city and I, I learned so much about stress and how it devastates health. I, I learned the science of all that and, and I had burnout myself, which was a mm. very difficult. And what I what I came to understand is how health is an abundant, authentic, full health. Um if we who are blessed with faith, if we can base our health on the, our, the foundation of our faith, and if we can throw in there an effort to have emotional health, to, to think about that, and to think about our, our health habits, our lifestyle, if we are active in our faith and have a community, it all works together to create this, you know, what I call abundant health. We have a purpose, a meaning, a path. We have friends, community, That's goals, cool. challenges. It's just, it works very, it's, it's a wonderful way to, to celebrate health. So abundant health, it seems like, from what I'm understanding, Donna, it has to do with the integration of being intentional about your you know, your health is about those types of things, your physical body, your physical self, your emotional well-being, as well as the spiritual life. And if you have some balance or at least have an integration of those things, that gives you the opportunity for abundance in in your health, in your in everything in your life. Is that a fair kind of assessment of what you're all about? Yes, I think so. And it's a big change from the way I was trained, you know. I learned health is defined thing. It's an absence of disease and patients come and they tell you their problem. And then the doctor makes the diagnosis and gives the mm-hmm. treatment. Then, then you go on to the next patient. Well, I don't see health like that. I mean, I look at it in a drastically different way now, you know, so it's a very that means you've changed some, I'm sorry. That means you've changed, you've changed some of your practices that you've done, you know, in your own, your own health protocols and your own, protocols. And then that's what you're teaching others. Tell us a bit about what are some of the disciplines or practices, health-wise, prayer-wise, any ways that you do that may be different now than what your lifestyle was before, because you've mentioned burnout a couple of times. You've mentioned stress a couple of times. You've mentioned how there was, you know, physical health factors with your husband and other things going on. What are some practices or disciplines that are, that you have now that you were never different than what you had before? Okay. Well, the, the biggest is that I, I allow time and make time with God a priority every day in my prayer practices. 
and everybody has their own preferences. I have found incredible benefit from quiet prayer. And, and I, I, it's like a meditation. I, it's called the practice, the Christian meditation that I follow is called centering prayer. And my, my mind had been going too far, too fast for too long. And so this prayer allows me to slow down and really surrender myself as best I could to God for a, a, you know, a set period of time once or twice a day as I progress through. So that was one dramatic thing. So to slow down, take time. Okay. You got it. Mm -hmm. The the other, I call my on the go prayer, (laughs) but this has been miraculous to be honest. It's kind of like the Jesus prayer or trying to pray ceaselessly, which never made much sense to me. And, but I read this book called sacrament of the present moment a little book written in the 1700s. And I got to thinking about each moment. And, and if somehow each moment you could somehow, you know, tune in and and listen to people and listen to God, but that's hard, of course. So I started saying just a brief phrase, my Lord and my God, of course, it's from the Bible. And in the beginning, I would just kind of force myself to say that, like if I was upset or anytime I could remember, right? But the goal was to use that prayer as an anchor to bring me back to the moment, to bring me back to God. Anytime I felt angry, irritated, judgmental, impatient, whatever. And it come to find out that happens many, many times in, in my in my world. And so I'm forever saying that prayer. And when I say miraculous, it's because it became automatic. I don't have to think about it anymore. Okay. This is the the really miraculous thing. If I if I just start to think about some negative thought about that person over there that's making me crazy, it just pops into my head, my Lord and my God. And so it brings me back to God. It brings me back to, to the moment. And and I just those two prayers have really made me just less reactive. Than I that, used to be. That's also because the, the one aspect of prayer is your, you know, kind of defined, very intentional quiet time and so on that you, you know, you, um, I teach, you know, you have a quiet time in place and tools to use and that type of thing in your prayer life. But the other thing is kind of applicable to whatever, you know, it's just something people call, you know, Jesus mm-hmm. prayer to say the word Jesus or something like that, or mm-hmm. uh, other principles where you can, you know, some people use like a other trigger. Like I used to keep a rubber band on my wrist and snap it once in a while to yes. try to be mm-hmm. a reminder to, mm-hmm. to pray or to something else that would be mm-hmm. in my life. And that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So those are two really mm-hmm. great takeaways there about how to pray and how that helps to give you centered in your life. And that's a great mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. But now you're teaching mm-hmm. others. And it seems to me you're teaching others, Donna, out of a real sense of you, you, you've established a ministry, for instance, that is all about this abundant, about abundant living. And you are all about this process here. And so what are you teaching people in your book? in your website, through your ministry? What are you offering to people that can be helpful to them to learn out of your experience about how to have abundant help and their health in their life? Well, the, you know, I talk about on my, in my blogs and anytime I get a chance, I talk about the, the various aspects, the steps that people need or can take towards health, towards 
serenity, health, and closeness to God. And the, the fact that we have so much more power over our health than we will admit. So healthy habits, slowing down the prayers I mentioned, participating in a church, understanding that we can't be spiritually healthy if we're not emotionally healthy. And I didn't mention, but uh, one of the practices that helped me get through some of my whole mess and in writing the book was was psychotherapy, Um, not giving it, but being on the receiving end. So in in my website and all, I sometimes do open programs at my church and they're on the website, there's your path online program that people can sign up for that's free. And just to get ideas on what steps you can take and we're all different. So some people, they might start their healing process with a daily walk. Uh, Some people might start it with the daily mass. Some people may start playing the piano. I don't know, but you know, there's so many ways that we, but to do something to have some, yes, take it. If you're stuck, you've got to, you know, to see a change, you have to make a change and it might just be, a should be, start a tiny step of some kind or another. And because the mind and the body and the spirit are all connected, you know, if you keep with it, eventually you'll, you'll start to feel better. At least that's what I think. That's awesome. That's awesome. So people could find this type of information in your book, Pilgrimage, A Doctor's Healing Journey, and on your website, serenityandhealth.com. I got a feeling, Donna, there's been some people that you have worked with or either in your practice or through your book or through your teaching, through your workshops and so on, that uh, that you've seen a change happen. So let's uh, talk for a minute about a person or a situation maybe you where you've seen some transformation take place with someone basically following what you teach. Yeah. So tell me about that. Well, I, I, I guess I'm thinking of one particular woman that came to the very, very first program I ever had at church when I introduced serenity and health. And it was a, a, a six week small group program to work through these various topics that I've just talked about. And she like so many others, you know, was stressed and, and worrying that seems to be the most common thing that I see is just stress and worry and anxiety. And of course, now we're all like that in a way with the world being the way it is. But yes. yeah. anyway, we so we need all these practices more than ever is that is the message there. But anyway, back to her. She participated in that program fully and she tried different things. And I started doing some centering prayer and thinking about the, the God-centered mindfulness piece. And she's continued to be active in the, the programs that I have had. And uh, of course, also became a good friend along the way. But she she said that people at work would tell her, oh my goodness, you're, you know, you're the most calm and patient person I ever know, knew. And she said, I wasn't like that before. Mm. So she has found well, that uh, just nice. some more serenity. Yeah. I remember another lady who that I don't know as well, but just it was so stressed out at work, the pressure. And this was pre-COVID yes. <laughs> in, in, in a hospital, actually. And the thing that helped her was just to start a breathing practice. And she would even go into the bathroom and when she was just so tense, trying to under, recognize the tension in the body so that you can do something about it, to, you know, some sort of body awareness. So she started right. to be aware when she was going down that road and she would go into the bathroom and, and practice her slow breathing. And wow. uh, it was something that she, so, a portable therapy she could do anytime, place. It really right. helped her. 
Right. So some practical things and some indications there, some testimonial stories that you have that are really, really great. So Donna, some great, great stuff here for people to check out. Tell us how people can get connected to you if they want to get connected to you, where they can find your book and what kinds of resources they can find on your website if they want to get connected to what you are all about, Donna. Okay. Well, I invite all of you to come and look at my website. It's all a free volunteer effort. I don't charge for anything and I never share emails or have ads, but on there, there's blogs on various topics about mind, body, spirit, because it all goes together. And there's some wonderful, I call them pop-up conversations with just some really interesting people whose, whose life, either their work or their personal life is all wound up in their face. And there's a lot to be learned there. And as I mentioned before, you could sign up for the Your Path online program. I'd love to have you sign up for my subscription list where you would get one or at the most two emails a month. And if you sign up, we'll send you three keys to how to have a holy, happy and healthy life. That sounds awesome. Well, that's some great resources here. Her name is Donna Chaco. That is spelled D-O-N-N-A and then Chaco is C-H-A-C-K-O. And her website is serenityandhealth.com. And her book, Pilgrimage, A Doctor's Healing Journey. She is all about helping you to find your healing path. And it has been a pleasure to have her as our guest today on the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. Thank you for being with us. Thank you, Brad. I want to take a moment to say just a big word of thanks to Dr. Donna Chalko for being our guest today on the Beyond Adversity uh, podcast. You heard her story about taking a path of less stress, more serenity, more health, and know that God is in the center of your life. Many people have this experience of this intersection between the mind and the spirit and the body and how they are all interrelated to one another and your physical health is indeed impacted by your spiritual and your emotional and your mental health. You heard her, among other things, talk about her, uh, about adverse childhood events, how they impacted her and how many things impact on our, on our lives. You heard her story. You felt her emotions and you heard some of the things she you, she did to uh, improve her state in life, especially through her faith life. Now let's talk about for a minute about what you can do. What you can do is understand that there is a connection between body and spirit and how alignment needs to happen in order to optimize your physical health with your mental and your spiritual state. That's what she talked about in her book, uh, uh, Pilgrimage, A Doctor's Healing Journey. So one thing you can do is pick up her book. We have connections to her website with serenityandhealth.com where you can pick up the book there or on Amazon and other places. But I also want you to know that she has a place on her website, which is a, um, a survey or a, uh, a, a tool that you can use. And it's a self-help program that she has right there on her website called Your Path. And it's designed to help you define and follow on your own schedule a pathway of your own that can lead you to optimize your health, both spiritually and mentally, and of course, physically. 
So I commend her work to you, Donna, Dr. Donna Chaco, serenityandhealth.com. Here in the Beyond Adversity podcast, we look to be helpful in your life. We're all about reaching out to you in these areas of adversity. We call them the five Ds. The five Ds are depression, divorce, disease, debt, and death. And just about everybody has to deal with one of those things. And here on the Beyond Adversity podcast, we bring in guests in all these areas, which can help you to navigate them and work through them and develop a process to help you to get to a better place, a place we like to call the place of peace, prosperity, and purpose. If you'd like to go a bit further with us, you can check out our own coaching program called the 40 Day Way. Head over to drbradmiller.com slash 40 Day Way for a little bit more information about the 40 Day Way process, which is developing your PLP, your Promise Life Plan, a written document that you can use to help navigate from your point of being stuck in your adversity to a place of peace, prosperity, and purpose. I have a written plan in order to get you there. Head on over to drbradmiller.com slash 40dayway. We're here to be helpful to you and help you in your life to grow through what you go through. So please be with us every week as we bring you a great guest and some great teaching that will help you to come to your own, your own life of peace and prosperity and purpose. Until next time, good people, this is Dr. Brad Miller inviting you to always... Do all the good that you can. Thank you for listening to the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. You can find a complete archive of all episodes at drbradmiller.com. That's drbradmiller.com. Or subscribe for free through Apple Podcasts and never miss an episode. Each week, we bring you a message to crush adversity and live your life of peace, prosperity, and purpose.